bringing you the latest in tax credit news. This is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratik. Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik. This is Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, May 15th, 2018. Two years ago this week, Senators Maria Cantwell and Orrin Hatch introduced the Affordable Housing Credit Improvement Act of 2016. The bill included a phased-in 50% expansion of the federal low-income housing tax credit. It also included income averaging, a minimum 4% rate for acquisition and bond finance developments, as well as several other provisions. A current version of legislation was introduced last year, and that legislation has 38 co-sponsors in the Senate, and a similar companion bill in the House has 148 co-sponsors. Turning to this week's podcast, I'll tell you some of what you need to know about the new markets tax application period that opened last week. I'll also share some news about legislation that was introduced last week to rescind more than $15 billion in budget authority, and I'll explain how it affects some housing and community development programs. Then I'll let you know about an upcoming tax reform hearing. After that, I'll share some news in the affordable housing and community development worlds. If you're ready, let's get started. As you've likely heard by now, the CDFI fund last week opened the application cycle for the 2018 round of the New Markets Tax Credit Program. The Notice of Allocation Availability was published Friday, and that officially made $3.5 billion available for the current round. Applications for allocation authority are due Thursday, June 28th. That's six weeks from this Thursday. Now, there are some significant dates to note between now and then. For instance, Community Development Entities, or CDEs, must submit their certification applications by Thursday, May 24th. And the CD5 Fund will answer questions about the application up until Tuesday, June 26th. That's two days before the filing deadline. The CD5 Fund then expects to announce the allocations sometimes in the first quarter of 2019. This is the penultimate round of the new market Credit program authorized under current law. Now, in conjunction with the Notice of Allocation Authority, the CDFI Fund released other documents, including a Frequently Asked Questions document about this year's application. Brad Elphick, my partner in our Atlanta office, said that there are some key elements to remember about this year's round. First, there are two new tables in the application. One is Table A5, Proposed Transactions, and the other is Table D2, Fee Structure. Also, qualified equity investment issuance thresholds have been removed as a condition of eligibility. You may remember in prior rounds, applications that received previous awards had to meet certain thresholds in order to be considered eligible for the current round. Another change is in the definition of small dollar qualified low-income community investments or CLICIs. That has changed from 2 million to 4 million. Now the list of underserved states remains unchanged. You can find the application and supplementary material on the CDFI Fund website and on the Novogratic website, www.newmarketscredit.com. Now, to learn more about application best practices, register for the Novogratic application webinar that's going to be held Wednesday, May 30th. The webinar presenters will include my partner, Nicola Panoli, who has extensive experience helping clients apply for allocations. And also presenting will be Bob Ibanez, who recently joined Novogratic after serving as a New Markets Tax Credit Program Manager at the CFI Fund for several years. The webinar is a great way to get your questions answered by two program veterans. By the way, 
We're a little more than three weeks away from the Novogratic 2018 New Markets Tax Credit Spring Conference in Washington, D.C. This conference will be an opportunity to learn more about the New Markets Tax Credit application and make connections within the New Market Tax Credit development community. We also are going to be hosting an Opportunity Zones workshop the day before the New Markets Tax Credit Conference. I'll talk more about that in a moment. Now, I have included a link to the CD5 Fund website, the upcoming webinar on the application process, as well as our Washington, D.C. conference in today's show notes. There's also a link to our New Markets Tax Credit team. My Novogratic partners can help you with your application, as well as deal structuring, compliance services, and much, much more. Please don't hesitate to reach out or to call them. Turning to legislative budget news, several Republicans in the House of Representatives introduced a bill last week to rescind $15.4 billion in budget authority. The bill was introduced a day after the White House sent Congress the Trump administration's proposal. Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy sponsored the bill, and nine Republicans joined him. The bill is H.R. 3, the Spending Cuts to Expired and Unnecessary Programs Act. Congressional leaders say they hope to introduce the bill in the Senate this week. The legislation could have a big impact on two Treasury programs. The package would rescind $23 million from the Bank Enterprise Award Program, as well as $151 million from the 2018 round of the Capital Magnet Fund. Now, I should note, the CDFI Fund last week released a save-the-date for Capital Magnet Fund information sessions. And as I mentioned last week, HUD released 2018 Housing Trust Fund allocations to the states. There's actually a good chance that if those state allocations hadn't been made last week, housing trust fund dollars may have been included in the rescission's proposal. The House bill would also rescind about $41.1 million of last year's budget authority for HUD's Public Housing Capital Fund. This rescission could affect Rental Assistance Administration or RAD conversions that are in the pipeline but not yet closed. Furthermore, the U.S. Department of Agriculture could see $40 million in budget authority rescinded for the Section 521 Rural Rental Assistance Program, and another $2 million would be rescinded from USDA's Rural Communities Facilities Program. So you're probably wondering, what are the chances of a rescissions package actually passing? Now, by law, rescissions must be approved by at least a simple majority in both houses of Congress. In the House, passage seems likely. After that, the timeline for Senate consideration is uncertain, and prospects for passage in the Senate are unclear. In the meantime, the bill poses a challenge for the agencies included in the proposal. During the 45 calendar days that Congress has to consider the rescissions, funding in the proposal is impounded. Essentially, effective federal agencies cannot commit, obligate, or spend those funds during that period. Industry stakeholder groups have voiced their opposition to the funding rescission proposal. The Opportunity Finance Network, which is a coalition of CDFIs, sent a letter to the leadership of the Appropriations Committee in opposition to the Treasury rescission proposals. I'll include a link to the bill and the Opportunity Finance Network's letter in today's show notes. Now let's turn to Capitol Hill. It's a busy week there this week. There are several key hearings that will take place over the next few days. The Joint Economic Committee will hold a hearing on Opportunity Zones this Thursday morning. The hearing is going to include witnesses from the Economic Innovation Group, Enterprise Community Partners, Local Initiative Support Corporation, or LISC, 
and perhaps one more witness. To learn more about this new community development incentive, I invite you to join us in Washington, D.C. next month for the Novogratic Opportunity Zones Workshop. This workshop is going to be held on Wednesday, June 6th, as I mentioned earlier before our New Market Thesaurus Conference, and it's going to cover an overview of Opportunity Zone benefits, an in-depth analysis of the rules, and a discussion of practical applications, and there'll be multiple Q&A sessions. To register, go online at www.novaco.com workshops. Space is limited, so I encourage you to register early. And if you're interested in adding your voice to the ongoing discussion about Opportunity Zones, I'd encourage you to join Novogratz's Opportunity Zones Working Group. The Working Group suggests solutions to the Opportunity Zone incentive issues, and it makes recommendations on how to make the incentive more efficient in delivering benefits to low-income communities. Now, there's a link to the Working Group in today's show notes. I encourage you to click on it, learn a little bit more about the Working Group. Now, getting back to the topic of hearings, the full House Ways and Means Committee and the Tax Policy Subcommittee are going to hold hearings beginning Wednesday on the impact of tax reform on growing the economy and creating jobs. Ways and Means Committee Chairman Kevin Brady and Tax Policy Subcommittee Chairman Fern Buchanan will chair the meetings. Also, Wednesday, House Subcommittee on Transportation, Housing, and Urban Development and related agencies will be marking up the T-HUD Fiscal Year 2019 Spending Bill. Finally, subcommittees from the House Financial Services Committee will hold hearings on the CDBG Disaster Recovery Program and on homelessness also this Thursday. Now, I'll update you on Twitter and in next week's podcast about any relevant news from the hearings as they develop. My Twitter handle is at Novogratic. Now turning to other news, a group of fair housing advocates filed suit last week against HUD and HUD Secretary Ben Carson. The suit challenges HUD's decision to suspend a 2015 rule requiring communities to submit fair housing assessments in order to receive HUD funding. The affirmatively furthering fair housing rule was suspended by HUD in January. HUD said the rule was too burdensome and gave communities until 2024 to implement their plans. The suit contends that Carson didn't provide advanced public notice or opportunity for comment. The suit was filed in the U.S. District for the District of Columbia. Now there's a link to the lawsuit in today's show notes. In a related move, HUD last week said it will soon seek public comment on the agency's disparate impact rule and how the rule relates to a 2015 Supreme Court decision on the issue. HUD set regulations in 2013 on disparate impact, which is when a law of practice is determined to have a discriminatory effect, even if it wasn't the conscious purpose. Now, the Supreme Court in 2015 said the Fair Housing Act allows for disparate impact claims. However, the court made no specific rule on HUD's policy. HUD is expected to seek comment on that question. Meanwhile, the CDFI Fund announced a series of information sessions on the 2018 Capital Magnet Fund. The announcement was released prior to the Trump administration submitting a request to rescind the 2018 round funding. Let me say that again. Because the administration submitted the rescission request, all 2018 funding is impounded and cannot be committed, obligated, or spent for 45 days. Now, if Congress has not approved the rescission request, the this year's capital magnet fund application round is expected to be open in the summer. There would be about $151 million available for awards. Capital magnet fund awards 
are used to finance affordable housing activities as well as related economic development and community service facilities. Now, the information sessions are currently scheduled for May 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and June 7th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. You can get more information on the City of Five Fund's webpage. In still other community development news, the City of Five Fund also recently released its latest Qualified Equity Investment Issuance Report. As of the report's May 3rd release date, amount of new market tax allocation authority still available is about $5.7 billion. That being said, as I've noted in the past, much of that is already soft-circled. I'll have a link to the latest QI report in today's show notes. Well, that brings it to the end of this week's report. This week, later this week, we'll be holding Novogratz's 25th annual Affordable Housing Conference in San Francisco. We have workshops that start tomorrow, Wednesday. The conference itself is Thursday and Friday. That said, there is still time to register. I'll share a link to the conference homepage with today's show notes. That's it for now. I'm Michael Novogratik. Thanks for listening. This weekly podcast has been brought to you by Novogratik and Company, LLP. Archived podcasts are available online at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast or by subscribing to the Tax Credit Tuesday podcast in iTunes. You can find related links referenced in this podcast in our show notes at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast. Novogratik and Company LLP is a national certified public accounting and consulting firm with offices nationwide. Learn more about our professional services at www.novaco.com.